welcome to the MBHS HealthCast. This is episode 12, and we are recording at Fountain Elms at Munson William Proctor Art Institute. Yeah. It's a long name, but it is such a lovely location that we're at today. Yeah. Um, they have the Yuletide display up, which is absolutely beautiful. Yeah, this place is amazing. I've been here to uh, Munson Williams Proctor a couple of times, but mostly in the main building and I never made my way down this way but this is if you haven't seen it, it it's it's truly impressive you should take Absolutely. the time to come down yeah I definitely recommend it and joining us today we have Jody Capus she is the director of behavioral health here at MBHS um, welcome to the show well thanks so much for inviting me today so happy to have you and it's such a such a timely episode because this is our holiday episode mm -hmm. um, and I think that behavioral health is something that a lot of people struggle with this time of year mm -hmm. it was uh, well timed actually it's also well timed I just realized because we're doing our 12th episode in the 12th month of the year. Oh, look at that. 12 days of Christmas. Um, 12 days yeah. of oh, look at all the 12. <laughs> yeah. And j just for a shameless self-promotion, my birthday is on the 12th of December, oh. so we're, oh my we're 12 and up. Oh my wow. goodness. <laughs> um, but no, you're right, Millie. Like, this is a very opportune topic for this time of year because as much as many of us are really excited for the holiday season and there's a lot of positivity that surrounds it, um, there's a lot of folks out there where this becomes a very hard time of season for them. Um, Absolutely. You know, on a personal note, both of my mother's parents died right around Christmas time when she was very young. So for many years, the holidays were a big struggle. And depending on what's going on in life, you know, this, this holiday season can really bring a lot of highlight to some very difficult times. Mm -hmm. So you know, it's good to have Jody with us today to talk a little bit more about you know, what we can do as individuals to help adjust to the season, help those around us, and then, you know, highlight a little bit more about what we at MVHS are trying to do to support the community. Absolutely. So let's jump right in. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Jody, talk to us a little bit about, you know, some of the struggles people face during the holiday season. Well, I think the point that Dr. Otilio just brought up is an important one. A lot of times around the holidays, you start to think of traditions that you had with loved ones who are no longer here. So yeah. they've passed on and you have thoughts about them and miss them and miss some of your traditions terribly. So I think that's one thing that happens. Also, people tend to get overwhelmed, you know, mm -hmm. the stresses of the that's holidays. Yeah. You get lots and lots of invites, and yeah. although they're all good things, they cost extra money, which you might not have, and extra time, yeah. and you're staying up late to try to get things done, so you're already having a lack of sleep, mm -hmm. and then you sleep might eat some sugar on top <laughs> of that, uh, and forget to go to the gym. Yeah. That's my... Yeah. my my struggle for me. <laughs> Not going to the gym? No, the extra sugar. Oh, the extra sugar. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Extra sugar is a big challenge this time of year. Yeah. But I like that you brought up sleep because sleep is yeah. an absolutely tremendous one. And, you know, all the stressors you just listed, I think I've seen every single one of them in the past week. Especially if you're out shopping, but forget about it this time oh, of year. No. It's, it's quite challenging. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, that has a pretty dramatic impact on a lot of lives. You know, some of us can cope with it, but for others, it's. A lot harder, I would say. Absolutely. If you just think about the lack of sleep, for instance, mm -hmm. what how that impacts you, if you just have gone one or two nights without getting enough sleep, and now think about the holiday season. It lasts, right, from mm -hmm. Thanksgiving all the way till New Year's. So that's your routine for a good six weeks that you've lost track of. You might be staying up too late to try to get some last-minute errands done, mm -hmm. or you've gotten invited to a party, and then 
maybe you drank <laughs> at the That's party, which is one. a depressant, yep. right? Mm-hmm. So you yep. have to be mindful of that. Mm-hmm. Besides the fact that it's dehydrating you and it's yep. it's impacting you in that way, it also is a depressant. So a lot of yep. times people will have a drink or two over the holidays and they wouldn't ordinarily, and then the next day wake up feeling more depressed. And then kind of beating themselves up for that mm-hmm. because they spent time with friends. How come they're not feeling better? And really pathologizing that and feeling yeah. like there's something the matter with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm really glad you brought that point up. You know, one of the struggles we often have in behavioral health in the field of medicine is that people are reluctant to admit that they feel bad, right? There's almost a stigma about right. it so right. that if I own up to the fact that I don't feel good, people are going to think I'm crazy, people are going to think there's something wrong with me, and that's a very difficult gap to bridge a lot of times. Right? So I spend a lot of time with my patients back in my primary care days helping normalize that, saying, listen, you know, where you are, it's normal for us humans to feel this way. Right? And saying, I have a problem is really okay and it's an important first step to getting help. Would you agree? I would absolutely agree. And especially around the holidays, I think it's good to realize you're not the only person that feels bad. That's, Most yes, people are yes. feeling overwhelmed and stressed and you know, maybe have spent more money than what they had budgeted or you have mm-hmm. some other added stressors and then you also feel bad that you feel bad, right? Yeah. Because you're supposed to be enjoying this and instead you're worried about what your uncle is going to say about your new haircut when you walk in because he always makes fun of you and those things take away from your yeah. enjoyment. Very true. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in healthcare we have a very broad swath of different names we'll give for all the problems people can have. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, we worry a lot about depression, so can you talk to us a little bit, Jody, about you know, the ways people can recognize concerning symptoms in themselves or in others? Absolutely. So one of the biggest symptoms of depression is lack of interest. Mm -hmm. So some things that you used to find um, pleasurable or enjoyable suddenly don't feel that way anymore. And interrupted sleep, not because you stayed out late because you had something to do, but really that you're incapable of falling asleep or the opposite Mm -hmm. of that. You can't get out of bed. You really are not finding any reason to get out of bed. You're lost in your motivation to get things done. I think that those things are two really pretty big red flags. And of course, obviously, you know, left untreated, you could start having some thoughts about harming yourself, which you definitely should reach out and get some help for. Mm -hmm. And um, so in our primary care offices in MVHS, uh, we tend to screen all the patients that come in at every single visit for depression. Um, There's some good expert guidelines about who we should be doing that on and shouldn't and we use a little screening tool called a PHQ2 or a simple two question tool. One of the things in that tool you already mentioned which is loss of interest and the other one would be um, you know basically just feeling down. Right. So it doesn't take a lot to recognize that you know hey maybe somebody needs help Um, and we're fortunate to have some resources now in our primary care offices to help people through and you're a big part of that. So you want to fill us in on sort of what we as a system have been doing to help support our patients in the community? Absolutely. One of the most wonderful opportunities that we've had is to expand in the outpatient behavioral health services for MBHS. And our primary care offices, 16 of them actually at this point, were able to have licensed Mm -hmm. clinical social workers. So if you're in need of talking to somebody maybe once or maybe having some ongoing counseling 
you can just get that right at your doctor's office. So when you're speaking with your primary care doctor or even the nurse who's checking you in, mm -hmm. they'll ask you some of these questions and if you um, are in need of speaking with somebody, they can refer you to somebody that's just right down the hall. Yeah. So uh, that has been really convenient for people. We're super excited about that. An extension of that, we also have licensed clinical social workers in the emergency room because sometimes some of these symptoms can feel like something physical is happening. Mm -hmm. So chest pain oftentimes, you know, can be linked to anxiety, mm -hmm. that feeling of overwhelmed and dread, and that can come up. So we also have a licensed clinical social worker to talk with you in the emergency room on both Vaccine St. Luke's and Saney's campus. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. And totally confidential. Absolutely. Well, right? All of this is yep. totally confidential. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. this is not a situation where if I show up to my primary care office and express some concern and ask to talk to the social worker, you know, that conversation is you know, a confidential and private one between the two of us and is not necessarily going to be shared with all the other staff and providers that are involved in my care, which I know is important for a lot of people. You know, it's tough to talk about and that fear of everybody finding out sometimes makes us hold back. Absolutely, especially in a community that's smaller, you're nervous mm -hmm. you know, that you're going to see those people out in the grocery store, or somebody's going to somehow out you, and absolutely not. The yeah. social workers and all of the offices are bound by confidentiality, and everything that you discuss is kept between them. And you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, I think about a lot of my friends, they tell me what causes anxiety for them or anxiousness, and I, I think that recently you know social media has been a major, oh, major cause mm -hmm. have you have you seen a lot of that lately yes especially um, for adolescents mm -hmm. and people who are young oh, yeah. adults absolutely um, there's no if you think back before social media you had a break so if somebody was bothering you at school or bullying you at your workplace you could go home and essentially shut it out and have a good eight, 10, 12 hours to just rebuild your self-esteem, mm -hmm. relax, spend time with people who care about you. But now your phone is constantly dinging. And if you go on social media, people are constantly comparing you to somebody else or you find yourself comparing yourself to somebody else and what you should be and how to mm -hmm. be better. People right. have access to bully you 24 hours a day, coworkers yeah. or other students if you're a child. Mm -hmm. It really, really, Although social media can be very positive, I think that it also has been a detriment to people who are constantly comparing themselves, mm -hmm. Absolutely. right? And you only put on there what is good. So it kind of makes you think everybody's out having fun. Right. Yeah. And at, yeah. you know, you're the only person that's really struggling this holiday season. You're the only person in on Friday night because everybody's snapping pictures of themselves mm -hmm. out and about together and they didn't include right. you, yeah. right? Yeah. So one other thing we didn't talk about is living in upstate New York and the weather right now. Oh mm -hmm. my gosh. Yeah. It's beautiful this morning though. The sun is amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The sun is amazing, but thinking about if you have any type of seasonal affective disorder where you're just feeling down or depressed, lack of motivation mm -hmm. due to lack of light, mm -hmm. that happens to hit right around the holidays. Okay. Oh, yeah. Very appropriate yeah. correlation. That's very interesting. And I, I, I noticed that even moving to the Utica area, it's, you know, it snows a lot here. And mm -hmm. it's, it's hard to always get out and and be active mm -hmm. um, yeah but you know some some tips to, to try and reverse that you know for me I said I'm gonna start skiing you have to find an Absolutely. activity <laughs> that you know yes. gets you yep. out there to enjoy this weather so mm -hmm. do you have any other good tips for people 
Well, one other good tip is to have a sun lamp or a grow lamp, right? Oh, so not okay. going to the tanning mm -hmm. booth, mm -hmm. but going to the gardening section at okay. Target and looking for a light for your desk yeah. or for your room. Mm -hmm. Good idea. So yeah, just spending small amount of time under yep. that. Mm -hmm. And actually a lot of the online marketplaces now will have lights specifically marketed towards that mm -hmm. use. Um, there's actually one in my old house. Yeah, what a great great idea. Use pretty regularly. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. But I like the idea of getting outside. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Being outside this time of year is not for everybody. You know, and I'm one who will run when it's 10 degrees below zero. I'm probably the same, Jody. I do like to go outside yes. when it's this weather, absolutely. Yeah. But not everybody does. <laughs> yeah. But those people can not book here. a vacation. There's right? This is yeah. also yeah. a good time. We talked about having traditions that maybe give you anxiety. Mm -hmm. And maybe you make a new tradition this year. So instead of feeling, you know, nervous about having this holiday without your loved one, mm -hmm. maybe you go someplace, maybe someplace warm where Excellent you can suggestion. kick mm -hmm. in some extra vitamin D. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So any other advice you give people, even outside of the holiday season, on dealing with feeling anxious or feeling down? Well, I would think probably taking just a few minutes each day for yourself, whether yeah, it's mindfulness or meditation mm -hmm. or just to sit quietly and mm -hmm. take a break. Take a break from social media, take a break from anything that's kind of pulling you away from being aware, mm -hmm. right? Because sometimes we get caught up in mm -hmm. all of those things and I think if you just take a little bit of time to just reflect and set an intention maybe for your day mm -hmm. or take a few minutes to breathe Absolutely before nice. you go to bed at night, I yeah, think that's fine. useful for everybody every day. Yeah. And particularly in the last two hours of the day. So without plugging somebody else's mm. work directly, I will say that you know, there's been a lot of talk here recently because we at MVHS, we hold a campaign for quality mm -hmm. every year. And as mm -hmm. part of that campaign, we have guest lecturers from everywhere. And mm -hmm. we had one lecturer who talked about burnout. Mm -hmm. And the highlight of that presentation was really on exactly what you just talked about. Mm -hmm. Thinking about a handful of positive things from your day and doing it within those last two hours before you go to mm -hmm. bed because mm -hmm. those final couple hours of wakeful time are the ones that really sort of make an impression on you moving mm -hmm. forward. Mm -hmm. And there's actually a lot of good research out there that shows if you do, would mm -hmm. you just talk to us about Jody? And in that last two hours before you go to bed, think about these positive things and do it every night for two weeks. Mm -hmm. It'll have lasting effects for even up to a year in terms of improving your mood. Absolutely. So. And just that notion of being grateful, mm -hmm. just taking a moment to be grateful for what you have. And even if you're deciding to maybe volunteer or do something a little different around the holidays, mm -hmm. um, you know, just really taking a moment to think about what is in your life and, and help somebody else. Yeah. Well, those are some great tips. And I, I'm curious too, you know, when should somebody decide they need to seek help, you know, even not just over the holidays, but any time in their life, when should be that point where they say, okay, I need to, I need to call NVHS and, and get myself some help? I think if you feel that your life is being impacted. Yeah. So okay. if you're changing your behavior as a result of how you feel, it's limiting you in some way, then I think that's a great time. And I think it's important yeah. to realize that going to therapy or going to talk to somebody is not something you have to do once a week for the next 10 years. Mm -hmm. You could just have a little tune-up and talk to somebody maybe once or twice and really mm -hmm. get yourself back on track. Yeah. Okay. And where would somebody start? Would they go to their primary care physician first or? Um, if your primary care physician is with MVHS, you certainly could. Okay. You could talk with them. And most times that is who somebody talks with is their yeah. primary care physician. It's very important that they have all of the knowledge about the resources in the community. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, mm-hmm. If it, but if you're feeling particularly overwhelmed or you having thoughts about hurting yourself, you can always come to the emergency room. Or there's okay. crisis lines. There's mm-hmm. text crisis lines. There's suicide hotlines. There's all sorts of people you can yeah. reach out to. Yeah, important thing to remember: there are as difficult as this may be, mm-hmm. there are a lot of people out there that are eager and willing to make themselves available to help. Mm-hmm. Now, I think you know, along the veteran component, there's a campaign where they reference you know number 22 mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. because it's about 22 veterans commit suicide every day. Mm-hmm. And I have some close friends who struggled with that, and we almost lost them. But you know, amongst our group of veterans, a lot of us will put ourselves out there saying, listen, whether I know you or not, mm-hmm. if you're feeling this way, you can reach out to me on here to help. And we see that in a lot of areas of our community, um, you know, military communities and civilian communities. So it's good to know that, you know, honestly, essentially, if you show up anywhere in our MVHS system and you need help, we'll mm-hmm. make sure you get it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And as a, a friend or a family member who's worried about somebody, it's important to realize that having that conversation with somebody is something you need to do. You're not yes. going to talk to somebody and ask them about suicide and make them do it or make them think about it. I mm-hmm. think that's a common misconception that if you bring up suicide or bring up hurting yourself to somebody, that that somehow is going to lead them to do that. And it's the opposite. You're giving them an avenue to talk about something that might be bothering them mm-hmm. yeah. and they are afraid or they're afraid of what you would think of them. Mm-hmm. So it's important if you have a loved one you're worried about to really reach out to them. Yeah, Great. Well, these are some some awesome topics that we we covered today. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we have some time for a holiday game, Dr. Tillia. What do we you think? We will. <laughs> so I'm going to hobble through this. I have to reference my phone here. I apologize because this is where I kept everything. Before we get to that, sure. you know, Jody, you mentioned earlier traditions and sometimes how those can lead you in a negative path, but also in a positive one. Mm-hmm. So. We'll ask real quick before we go to the game. Mm-hmm. Do you have any good holiday traditions to you know, brighten the mood? Any good holiday traditions to brighten? Well, I don't know if it brightens the mood. It certainly fills your stomach. I was actually looking at the church on Cottage Place ah. that's right next to here because growing up in a Polish family, we always have pierogies on Christmas ah. Eve. So I, I actually pierogies. was looking at the yeah. phone number thinking, oh, I better order some now because yeah. they sell out. Yes. Oh, I'm half Polish, so I, I, uh, so you know. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really just love pierogies, so <laughs> not Polish, but I, I yeah. do like my pierogies. Mm-hmm. So what about traditions for you, Millie? Um, you know, we, we typically eat ham. Um, we do presents. Very, very general. Go to church. But it's fun, you know, everybody's just together, family mm-hmm. all, all gets mm-hmm. together, and we have a great time. Yeah. In my house, we uh, we just recently, over the past couple of years, got into the Elf on the Shelf. Oh. So that's a big one for us, because nice. it's a lot of fun for the kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Elf gets hidden all over the house. So uh-huh. um, I like that one. Definitely brings some that's fun. light to the season. So while we're talking about traditions, our game today will be a little bit of... Uh, <laughs> International trivia, so okay. we don't, you know, Santa is going to go all over the world, right? right? Okay. And in all different regions, there are you know different celebrations that will occur in other countries. So now you're not much of a world traveler, I understand, Jody. Well, I've traveled, but not not since I've had kids. I've kind of been a homebody. Fair enough. <laughs> um, I haven't been that many places either. Um, Millie. Are you a world traveler? I have been to a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I love to travel. So then, this is the challenge. We'll see if Millie can get these. Okay, all right, we'll see. So I'll give you some descriptions of some holiday traditions. All I need you to do is tell me what country these traditions are from. Hmm. That's okay. a big world, so it if is. you need me to narrow it down a little bit, I will. What country? Um, okay. <laughs> so this first tradition, 
really focuses on the celebration of the holiday season beginning at the Feast of St. Lucia, which is on December 13th, and basically is a celebration of light, and ends with presents being delivered by a gnome who rides on his steed a Yule goat. Any idea where this might come from? Hmm. A goat? A goat. The goat is probably the giveaway. Hmm, that's what I'm thinking. Argentina? Not Argentina, so think more Nordic (laughs) regions. Nordic Mm. regions. Oh, okay. Um, Any ideas? Iceland? Very close. Greenland. All right, well, it's Sweden. (laughs) Sweden? I wondered about the gnome. You know, I was thinking like Denmark-ish. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But then the goat kind of threw me off. It threw me off, too. Mm -hmm. Well, honestly, I read a, a similar tradition in Sweden where apparently one city builds a giant goat every year oh. and it's also become tradition to see who can burn the goat down right, I thought that was kind Ooh. of interesting okay. um, so right. I, you know just a something right. I wouldn't encourage anybody to try that nobody yes. builds giant you goats in here in Utica. Um, <laughs> but very interesting tradition okay. okay so this next one the tradition in this country is that instead of having one Christmas figure like Santa Claus there are many they are called the Yule Lads and they visit on 13 days up to Christmas, mm-hmm. and each Yule lad has a specific trait, generally mischievous, right? Mm-hmm. including a cat who will eat children who are wearing old clothes. What? So it's important that in this country, children receive new clothes for the holidays. Oh. So any guesses on this one? Well, give us a hint. So again, we're going to the Nordic regions. Ugh. And I will say this is one of my favorite places in the world. So you, you Iceland. Know. There Iceland. you go. <laughs> okay. That's all you had to say. Yeah. So that was, so everybody, I was in Iceland last year, and it was mm-hmm. really cool because they have these Yule Lads all over the place. Oh, and there are a lot of very specific traditions on each day that corresponds with the Yule Lad. And it sounds like tradition is softened a little bit, so not so many children are being eaten nowadays. That's good. How interesting. Um, yeah, but that was a fun one. That is fun. All right. So we'll do one more. Let's do this one. All right, we're gonna we're gonna stick in the same region to make it easy for you guys. Okay. All right. right. So you're running out <laughs> of countries. Nordic regions yes. so that we know so well. Yes, we're running out of countries, but this is just one of the most unusual ones I've read about. Okay. So in this country, on Christmas Eve, all of the brooms are hidden away in the house, in the closet, or somewhere else, because dating back centuries ago, people believed that. Witches and evil spirits came on Christmas Eve, and if you didn't hide that room, they would steal the room to ride around as witches and torment. Thoughts on where this one might come from? I feel like I've heard this before. I feel like I've heard it before also, but I, I can't. can't think. No? No. no. Alright, well give it a shot. Again, we're, we're in Nordic countries, and you've already been through Sweden and Iceland, so there's not many left. Okay, um, Switzerland, is that? No, not is Switzerland. Nordic? You want to give a guess, Jordan? Yeah, I don't know. Switzerland. Denmark? No, Norway. Greenland? Norway. Oh. Norway. Okay. So if you go to Norway over the holidays, no. hide your brooms. Good hide to know. Hide your kids, hide your wife, hide your brooms. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> Good anyway. to know. So you have very interesting traditions from around the world. Hmm. Um, if you've never Googled it before, it's, it's pretty fun, which mm-hmm. you can find that people do on the holidays. And uh, again, bringing a little light to looking around the world mm-hmm. and seeing what other crazy stuff people will do mm-hmm. that can maybe give you a good chuckle and make you feel yeah. better over the holidays. I remember when I was in France, they used to... It, they didn't have, well, sometimes there were Christmas trees, but instead of putting 
presents under the Christmas tree, you put your shoes out, oh, right, yeah. to fill your yeah. shoes, and then they yeah. you put all the yeah. gifts on your yeah. shoes. Yeah. So I always thought mm-hmm. that was yeah kind similar of neat. in Iceland. They did the same thing. Yeah. With mm-hmm. events, so. Okay. So it might be fun. I know we were making some comments about how social media can be challenging, but obviously we like social media. Mm-hmm. So maybe our listeners, if you have the time, can take the opportunity to. You know, tweet us and give us some ideas about your holiday traditions. So maybe we can share with everybody and Absolutely. give great. families yeah. and people some other things to try and look forward to. Sound good, good idea. Absolutely. I love it. Yeah. Awesome. And be sure to tag MV Health System HealthCast. So that's hashtag MVHS HealthCast. And I want to say thank you again to the Munson William Proctor Art Institute for hosting us. Um, it was absolutely beautiful. And be sure to yes. come check out their collection that they have here. It's incredible. Definitely. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for being with us, Jody, and happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays.